All right, what's going on in love with horror? Your destination for all thing horror right here, y'all. And on this discussion, we'll be talking about indie horror. And we got a guest on this video to talk to us all about indie horror. His name is Tyrone Williams. You might know him as Evil Tyrone. He's a horror writer and content creator. He loves having conversations with folks from different backgrounds all around the world talking about our love for horror. So Tyrone, if you don't mind, go ahead and talk, talk a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our audience. Oh, yeah. You know, my name is, you know, uh, Tyrone. You know, I'm very, very happy to be here. Uh, you know, uh, beeps in the background, but I'm very, very happy to be here. <laughs> the Evil Live. It's uh, all good. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I host a show where I talk to uh, a group of, a host of people, you know, a group of people uh, about our love for the genre and, you know, just um, just basically going in depth you know, uh, getting to know people through the lens of horror, you know, and it's, it's just fun, chill, you know, relaxed conversations. Um, I, it's pretty much like my, my passion. I find it's the, it's the most fun that I have, you know, like throughout the day, like even, uh, you know, more fun than interacting with the, the outside world, you know, yeah. um, right. even though it yeah. is social interaction, but it's just like you grow, I feel like you grow up and you, um, you you it's kind of sometimes it's hard to find like people to relate to yeah. some of the things that you're you're fond of or whatever so you know i started this and uh it's it's been fun so far i think this is like like the second year that i'm that i've been doing this or whatever so you know it's it's just been fun and meeting folks like you guys like it's, right. it's just a it's definitely in a, a dream come true you know so i'm, I'm happy to be here the end in love with horror podcasts, like, you know, whoever's listening right now, you know, you're, you guys don't know just how good you have it, you know, just being able to <laughs> pop this in your ears right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. I, well, I just want to say I do enjoy your shows. Like, I can't make them all because, you know, kids, but <laughs> I do try to pop in and the conversations are always insane. It's never what you think is gonna be right. it always goes left at some point but it's so fun so entertaining and i learn a lot a lot of times like right. movies i might have never never heard of or whatever like i'm always learning something from your conversation so i definitely appreciate your the mark you are making in the corner of yeah. the horror community Oh, and the conversations are always fun y'all that's, that's a big that's a big piece right there <laughs> yes. right? which i think is cool because like it keeps it light, like, you know, like any, any, any subject, any topic or anything yeah. can be approached and it's all welcome. It's all conversation. It's all in having a good time and just coming together. So yeah, that's super dope. For sure. Well, yeah. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I try, you know, sometimes we can go deep, but I try and, you know, keep it fun. I try and make sure that my viewers and my guests are having a good time, especially because so much stuff going on in the world right now. So Absolutely. I'm like, that's you right. know, you. You cut on you cut on the evil live and uh you know it's just it's just nothing but fun and sometimes it gets a little out of pocket but yeah we make it <laughs> we uh we we make it through make it through. yeah love it yeah well look man we we appreciate you coming on here to, yes. to discuss this topic with us man like we're real grateful for it, have you on here because i mean i think you were one of the first people that interviewed us yes. when we was first getting started you yes. know building this thing up you know, we still building, you know, yeah. still in the build phase. But I mean, so we appreciate you, yes. you know, sharing us initially when we were just starting out with your audience. So but we're grateful for oh, that. Yeah. Sure. Well, I love I love 
finding people uh, in the in the beginning stages, just before you know the fire is lit, and you know they got a million followers and everything. Uh, it's it's just some some magic about it, especially when they're black, you know. Because yeah. It's just and, and of color or of color, you know, any 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 iteration because uh, there wasn't a lot of that representation, you know, growing yep. up, and even you know when YouTube was uh was first on the scene and you know we started seeing content creators do movie reviews and you know horror reviews like you have to literally yeah. scroll all the way down you know to to find us you know and that's right. so that's yeah. that's why I'm like we have to amplify ourselves amplify you know each other and uplift each other and you know we're at the end of the day we all like the same stuff we all like the same stuff yep. you know yeah. so yeah, so can can we cuss on here? I don't I don't know. I didn't oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> this okay, one right here, right. I'll tell you. Yeah, no, it's all good yeah. here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's usually yeah. me, but yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to let something something slip out and then it'd be like, oh no. Well, you guys said this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you're no, you good. good. <laughs> yeah, you good, man. You good. Yep. Now, uh, so again, this topic is all about indie horror, right? That's something that sparks a lot of discussion within the horror community. And so, you know, we wanted to have that discussion, but we really wanted to have you on so you could weigh in on it, especially being a, you know, horror writer and a lover of indie horror. So just wanted to start off kind of like, what are, what are your thoughts on indie horror? Um, I think indie horror is definitely uh, an important aspect to the genre, especially mm -hmm. because when you have indie you have people that aren't necessarily playing by the rules. You have people that are coming at things from different angles. You know, uh, sometimes it's definitely hard for them to express themselves or, or break out uh, like the other big names who have like the big studios behind them, especially yeah. because uh, sometimes we're, I guess like we're programmed to a, to a certain extent to, uh, to not look for well, the majority of us to not look for, you know, certain things if the camera isn't of a certain quality or the sound isn't of a certain quality or, you know, the lighting is is different from what we're used to seeing on, you know, the, the main stage, you know, something that would be uh, on an on an HBO or, you know, something on the big right. screen, yep. you know. So it's I definitely think it's it's something that is definitely uh, needed. And, you know, sometimes. Uh, which is a lot what we're seeing now, you know, we're seeing uh, indie horror change the game and end up, you know, being blockbusters, which is, it's a beautiful time to be a horror fan. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. They definitely have that uh, angle of pushing the boundaries. And that's what I really like because it, it's not um, one dimensional. It can be mm -hmm. all kinds of different aspects that, come out of indie horror creation and then you see like people who you you know might be watching like i want to i would guess um we're specifically talking about rock rocker that may talk to you like yep. you know people that you just normally watch on youtube or something like that and they come out with this mega hit and it's just like yes like you're just so excited about that because it kind of lets you know too like if i wanted to create something i can do that and yes. you know it, it it's not limiting right where I feel like that's the power behind indie horror. Exactly. And a, another big thing too, especially for me, like, of course, indie horror allows you to do the more controversial stuff, right? True. Like, look at it, like the terrifiers or the gore level yeah. is off the charts, right? But that, 
but it's not limited to that, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people just look at it as like, oh, these are like gore fests and things like that. Yeah. Usually the concepts yeah. are, you know, what what can also be either like bizarre or just different or outside mm-hmm. the box, just in the concept itself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. think about like things like uh like I remember that, you, you remember that, I don't know if you watched it or not, like the movie The Void. I never seen that. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that film? You know what? Uh, it's on my list. It's on my watch list. I have never oh, okay. seen The Void. Yeah, yeah, like stuff like where it's like it's outside the box. Sometimes it deals with like cosmic horror things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's a big piece for me. It's, it's not the one that was at the hospital. Yeah, I think there's a portion of it. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, I have, have, I may have seen you it. You might have saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just don't remember it that well. Yeah, but piggybacking off of you too, um, about you saying anybody can do it. Like, you know, you don't need a big budget to make something that can change the whole game. And we'll get into that when we start talking about, you know, our favorite indie horrors, because I got one that. Mm-hmm. was made for the low low <laughs> and it, you know it changed the game but yeah um but yeah indie horror man like it's something special it is it's something special now so let's dive into that right let's dive into kind of like our favorite indie horrors i feel like that's going to allow us to kind of you know spark that conversation to get into you know what makes indie horror as good as it is so i'm gonna start with you tyrone you being our guest what would you say is your like top tier favorite indie horror film oh you know that's that's a good question that's a that's a saucy question especially because <laughs> it changes over time man it changes yeah. over time like i think um growing well like maybe if you would ask me like 10 years ago it might have been something like uh, a high tension you know mm. where okay, yeah. they they definitely push the boundaries and, and change some rules you know uh with with the especially like with french extreme you know, with French oh, yeah. oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but lately, if you were to ask me, like within the past like year, like yeah, this past well, yeah, this past year, Skin of Ring, you know, and yeah. I know it's controversial, but I do <laughs> Skin of Ring, you know, heavy, heavy. You know. Yeah, I even <laughs> hey, look, even we just within us right here, like we two sides of that coin because I thought it was dope. Like I went yeah. to, I watched it in the theater. Like I thought it was when that when it first came out. I thought it was so dope. And then you know, I was telling her about it, and I was like, "Oh, Chrissy, like you gotta watch this. Like <laughs> it's it's so different. It's crazy. Like you know, it gets under your skin. Yeah, like it's different, all right. Yeah, and she didn't want, <laughs> you know, one for her. You know, what I'm saying she wasn't a fan, but but Skin Marie, yeah, that's that is, and and I and I said this when it came out. Like I felt like it was one of those moments where. Like it was gonna potentially start like a new trend, mm-hmm. like yes. people seeing like how that was made, like the, like the way it was presented, the way the story was told. Like I was, like, I was like, man, like this is, you be- don't see it, the beginning, but this it's is the, the beginning. beginning of something <laughs> yeah. real special. See, like, see we here, we here with it, AJ. Right, exactly. <laughs> because when I seen when I saw that movie, I was like, okay, because I, you know, there was all this hype around it and stuff like that, and and. I was like, you know what, let me wait until it comes on Shutter. You know, uh, I, ain't, I ain't trying to drive over the bridge to see this movie, but let me wait until it comes yeah. on Shutter. <laughs> and then it finally released, and I sat in the dark and I've had my headphones on, which I think is, yep. is critical for, for some people's viewing uh, experience. But it took me, like, I guess the, the way that it was shot, because, you know, a lot of people were criticizing it for just being like shadows and, you know. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, the wall uh, filters, you know, <laughs> yep. the walls. Yep. <laughs> There's that wall again, you know. <laughs> but 
I guess it really took me, I was, I was surprised at how uh, the, the director took me to a place where I was when I was a child, you know, just afraid of being in a situation where I'm alone. And yep. uh, sometimes like, like, you know, sometimes when you play with the kid and then you'll act like you're like, you're possessed or a zombie and the kid will just freak out and they'll be like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, because mm-hmm. you're, you, you, I guess there's something super terrifying about like having the people that are there to protect you, mm-hmm. you know, not able to protect you or taken over by someone, you know, and it's, uh, I don't know, it just, it just took me there. There was a lot, there was a lot going on, but by the time that movie ended, I kid you not, I literally had to, I was so scared that I had to cut one light on. <laughs> and then walk to a certain point in, in the yep. apartment, then cut another light on and put that light off. Yep. And then I got in bed and, you know, it was late. And, you know, my uh, my fiance, she was she was talking to me and she was whispering. And I was like, stop whispering. That, <laughs> that, thing the, that thing in the movie was whispering. Like it was just it it affected me so, so much. It was it was so effective. And, you know, it's. And that's what we ask for. Like, I don't ask for a perfect, you know, film yeah. or mm-hmm. a perfect, you know, viewing, viewing experience. I ask for, you know, to be to be affected, for me to take mm-hmm. away something from this movie, for me to think about it, you know, uh, whether it could be hours later or days later or months later. Like, I, I right. feel like yeah. Marink gave me one of those movie experiences where I felt like I was a child, you know, and it's mm-hmm. dope that something in the horror genre can do that, you know, uh, similar to like The Dark Knight. Like when I when I see that truck flip, you know, in The Dark Knight, like yep. I, I lose it. I feel like a kid, you know, but yeah. in this in Skin of a Rink, like I, it took me it took me back to feeling like a kid again. But it dug into that that deep seated fear, you know, that I yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that, and so you had on a big piece because you said, you know, wear the headphones. And I watched it in the theater. You know, it was stupid loud. So you feel, you could feel the rumbles. You could feel the bass. And like, you know, the whispering and everything made you on edge. Now, see, okay, you, all right. Hey, look. I know. You already I, know what I'm going to say. You watched it through the TV. I know TV. what you're going to say. She watched it with TV speak. <laughs> and I was like, that's the wrong way to do it. So I think she needs to re, you know, re-watch it with, uh, with, head, with headphones or with, you know, speaker system or something yeah, like that, yeah just cut, cut the lights out headphones when the, when the kids are asleep you know just, yep. just yeah that sounds back. like i definitely ain't gonna do that <laughs> you're probably not gonna do it but that's that's the way to experience it but <laughs> yeah skin marine was special because like it was you know it's very rare that you go into a horror movie and this is why any horror is so beautiful that you go into that film and it was like it's nothing like you ever experienced like no one's ever told a story like this presented it like this the audio the way it was like that, like that was literally like the prime example, at least from this year, right? Where it's like, this is why indie horror mm-hmm. like is what it is. This is, this is. I know not for you, but for me, I was like, yo, this is, this is different. It's on a different level, right? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you could, you could, you couldn't sell that to a main studio. You know, some some, some things, right? Just, oh, right, yeah. Know, and you, you can't, uh, you can't go with a. You really can't sit down with a group of friends, to be honest. And, and I feel like and enjoy this movie. To its True. fullest, you know, potential. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be sitting there and talking, you know, like you're you're watching oh, the right, night yep. too and you know, talking, having a side conversation, like, oh, well, you see this, you see that goat? You know, you can't you can't do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. 
Now, all right, so Tyrone's, you know, his favorite right now, the Skin Marine. So, baby, what's your favorite indie horror film? Well, right now, it's Talk to Me. Okay, yeah. That's, that was a good, that was a good-ass movie. Like, I had so much fun in this movie. Like, and it, there were some scary, some scary moments, but it was, like, creepy. It was, like, yep. super creepy. And it doesn't take a lot to creep me out, but I feel like the way that it did it mm-hmm. was just really creative and genius. And you, you just said about how about, like, that special recipe involves, like, telling a story differently. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they did that, like, 100% across the board. Like, I have never seen a possession film like this. Yeah. And it was just chef's kiss to me. <laughs> And, th- and this is another one that a lot of people are, con- you know, have controversy about whether or not it's good or not. S- specifically, this man I mean, yet right here. I got to keep it real. Like, <laughs> I thought it was all right. I mean, I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, I thought it was it's, all right. It's my it's my top movie of the year, to be honest. Like, I just, really? I, I just, yes, I just yes. gave one evil lurks a shot, you know, and I really enjoyed oh, yeah, it. That, but uh, yeah. talk to me. Nothing's knocking off. Talk to me right now. Thank so. you. Thank you. That was a really good movie. It was so much in there that I was like, <gasps> gasp. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, it don't take a lot to make you gasp. Though. Like, I mean, <laughs> every movie we watch, it can be like the smallest thing. No. You're freaking out about it. <laughs> Anyways, it was, hey, look, a, it was I, a lot more. <laughs> I be, I, hey, look, y'all, I'll be jumping sometimes. And there's nothing scary happening. It's her, like, jumping. And then I jump because I'm like, oh, what happened? <laughs> and it's just so, like something pat, pat on the screen or something like that. Anyways, I'm not gonna let you do me like that. <laughs> Anyways, it was good. I thought it was really good. I didn't personally didn't like the ending all that well. But that was my issue with it personally. But that was like two percent. The other ninety-eight percent of the movie was exceptional to me. Like yeah. everything, visuals, like yeah. everything was just good to me. The act the performances, I don't care what nobody else say. That was a good that was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> What were your thoughts on it, Tara? You know what? Talk to me. I really, like, people, again, it was another movie that people were hyping up, especially people who saw, like, super advanced screenings, like, months prior. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were like, yeah, this is it. So, I, you know, I walked in not really expecting much, um, but I feel like what they, because I'm a sucker for, like, possession, and especially, like, demon possession and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I'm all about But when they, when they, what they did with the genre and, you know, the, the parallels to uh, like drug use, you know, with like teenagers yeah. and, you know, yeah. just mixing that in with like possession. I was just like, wow, this is a this is what we need. Like if you're going to revisit a a, uh, a subgenre, you know, you need to start giving us different takes on it, you know, giving us right, different exactly. vantage points from this, you know, and also. It's black horror, you know, um, had a had a black black uh, lead and, you know, uh, with, yep. with her black dad and stuff like that. So I was yep. just like, oh, hell yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is just yep. kick ass. Like, and I agree. I do agree with you, uh, with AJ, um, as far as the ending, um, like it's not a perfect film. I think that they could have done a little something different with the ending. But yeah. Uh, I mean, in just in general, like I really nothing had me more giddy in the theater uh, this year than uh, than talk to me. And I thought like yeah. this year started off strong. Like we had Megan at the top of the year, which I loved. 
but uh, talk to me pretty much, you know, knock that one, knock that one out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. Yeah, I can agree. Like the the concept of talk to me is so dope. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I like the characters. Like you said, I like the parallel with drug use. I like the like it, it presented like you know like the the party scene for teenagers, but with this you know mm-hmm. possession hand. Like that was such a cool spin on you know oh like they at the party they drinking or whatever mm-hmm. but not using this hand that was like that was super dope um but yeah like the biggest thing for me was the ending see we had this conversation before christy and i where i said that like the ending can really like make or break a movie and in fact i mean we've seen that with uh you know we, we had a discussion about the nun too it was a little it was a little weak in the beginning parts and you get to the end and i don't get like anime mode at least for me, the ending, <laughs> the ending like hyped me up so much that I was like, "Dang!" Like it, it made the rest of the movie worth viewing to get to this point. And I guess, I guess for me, like talk to me, right? Like you got this incredible, like opening into like the build up, and then you kind of get into that like you know sixty percent portion and kind of seventy five percent portion. Kind of like, oh, like I kind of don't really like the direction that they're that they're going with it personally. Um, and then this just the ending kind of made it fall down a little bit for me. And that's what I'm saying. Like, in my opinion, you can have a weaker start, but if you finish strong, like, I don't know. Uh, to me, it makes the package better. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. I mean, you know, some, I mean, some endings. Well, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, some, some endings just make a movie, you know, for like for me, like Halloween H2O, that ending made that movie, even though they like retcons that, right, yeah. that ending. But it just some. Like I, endings are important, you know. Uh, they're very important, and I guess depending on how they execute them, it sometimes it does like you know destroy your viewing experience. You're like, damn, yeah. Like I want to, I, I, I love, I loved it up to this point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I, yeah. I I feel like it shouldn't like totally negate everything that happened. Well, look, before. I never said that. Because <laughs> you rated talk to me kind of low. I think I gave it like. Around two and a half, to three stars. he gave it two and a half stars. Like between two and a half to three, I think. Just because he didn't like the ending, it fell off. <laughs> it fell off hard, in my opinion. Yeah, that took off a lot. Yeah, that I'm telling you that like last act for me was kind of like Ugh, that makes well, it, no sense. To me. Like I was just expecting it to go a different way, and I just didn't. I, I wasn't a fan of the story after that. Oh, I guess. Yeah, like because I get what they were trying to do, you know, with you know, her mom. And how she's getting played like I understand what they were trying to do I just didn't like what they did <laughs> okay you know what I mean that's so low rating <laughs> do, do y'all I, play, look, like, that's why I, I keep it real though you know what I'm saying I don't, I don't ever bandwagon <laughs> what did you say Tyrone do, do you guys have a litter box a litter we don't use it <laughs> okay gotcha gotcha yeah. so I was like I gotta I go telling through, him I gotta we should because I, the, our main problem is that we forget what we watch that's, and yeah, I was like, we true. need to start using it at least to know what we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> but we do need to go back on using it. But yeah. um, I think we have our talk. I, well, I put my talk to me rating on there. I gave it four and a half, I think. <laughs> I need to bring that down. We need to average our scores out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, see, that, and that's, that's the thing that would be interesting because your rating would be like the average of yeah. Of right, yep. yeah. <laughs> and that's another reason why I think I don't use it that much. Because a lot of times we are nowhere near each other. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it hard. I'm like, okay, so what should we write in this review? Because yeah. well, I didn't like it 
<laughs> you like you know, so it's hard. Yeah, well, that's what we do for like our ranked. We ranked, yeah. we ranked the Conjuring universe. We ranked all the Saw movies. And so what we do is we'll each rate it and then we'll average it out. And mm-hmm. then that becomes like the in love with horror rating. Um, and that's how we like rank movies. And so we'll probably start doing that on Letterbox, like yeah. you said. But I'm going to knock it down a little bit. I think he's a little bit more critical. Uh, speaking of, we just what? went to go watch It's a Wonderful Knife, right? Oh, yep. And um, I think for me, my when it comes to like movies like that, I I I feel bad. I be feeling bad about not liking a movie when I know it's like a smaller team and it's not like a big studio, right? Like like I want to see these people win. Mm-hmm. I want to see them succeed and I I hate when I can't give them a good rating on something. <laughs> I know it doesn't all rest on my shoulders, but <laughs> that's how I be feeling and like I don't know. The ratings to me are so important. And so like, I don't know. It's to me, it's most important when it's in small films like that, or even talk to me. Like, even if I didn't love that movie, I was going to hype the mess out of it because I wanted people to go watch it and support it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just me. Like when it comes to small studios or small teams like this, like, I'm going to go hard. And it it hurts my heart to like, to my spirit. If I'm like, dang, I didn't like that. Not be mad about it. Yeah, what, what's your thoughts on that, Tyrone? Like when it comes to, you know, when it, especially when you know it's a smaller budget, smaller team, like do you take an approach where you go a little bit more easy on it or you still, you know, it doesn't matter the, the budget or the team or whatever, you still keep the same playing field? Uh, you know what? Uh, I think as far as like uh, aesthetically, like if I'm looking at like visuals and things like that, I may give like a smaller budget a pass on certain things but as far as like the whole package i'm going to give like my honest opinion but i think for me it's going to be more so um i'm not going to trash it on social media because you know you get you get a lot of people who at the directors and the producers and it's like right yeah yeah. what what were you doing here what were you thinking (laughs) yeah you know you just just uh, you know, Twitter, Twitter fingers, and all that. You know, and it's yeah. like I don't, I don't really get into that. Like, I, but I will give my my honest opinion. Like, if I if I'm watching something, and but I, I will say I'll tend to go harder on the bigger budgets. Yeah. Or if I if yeah. I feel like, especially like if I see a movie with a smaller budget and what they were able to do, and then yeah. I see you with a bigger budget, and I'm like, oh, you didn't even do the bare minimum. Right, you, right. You know, just I try can definitely agree with by. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I can agree with that. Yep. That's a great point. Now, um, we'll get we'll go ahead and get to uh, my favorite indie horror film. Okay. And I and it's kind of like Tyrone, right? Like I feel like it does kind of shift from time to time, but I felt like for this conversation, like one of my favorites, that I really wanted to highlight was the first Paranormal Activity. Oh man, yeah. Because like, because that was cool. a movie like. And I had to look it up real quick because I knew it was stupid low. But, like, that movie was made for 15000 And, like, it went on to make crazy money. And it, like, recharged, like, the found footage mm-hmm. genre. And, like, it was stuff. It was something people had never seen before. And, like, and we'll get to this uh, later in the discussion. We'll talk about the Blair Witch Project, right? That was kind of like the OG found footage. Well, you know, yeah. one of the OGs. There's, there's ones before that. But it's the one that really put it on the map. Uh, but... It reinvigorated that yeah. found footage genre. 
and you know they, and it, people were almost like Blair Witch like taking it to be real yeah like, oh man this looks like super believable mm-hmm. and it really like just kicked off that style of genuine believable character and real like intimate setting like and yeah. like even that whole movie for the most part takes place in a single house mostly in one room that's where a lot of the big events happen and like it, it just to me is a great example showing of what you can do with not a lot of money and just like really, um, you know, MacGyvering some different special effects stuff, keeping it simple, you know, really uh, using the audio again, kind of like Skin Marine, like those like subtle bass vibrations and stuff like that, um, and then just allowing the performers to really sell sell the scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's like just the ultimate example of that, and it's a movie I really I really loved at the time. Like it really did damage to me in terms of like being scared. Like that was one where I'm left, I'm leaving the lights on. Like you know, obviously, no one we we already don't mess the Ouija boards. Oh heck like no, that. uh-uh. that, that's gonna rest a minute, you know. Uh, but yeah, sleeping with the lights on, man, and like being being re scared about simple stuff. Like, yeah, you know, make sure the the door don't move, the bed sheets ain't getting pulled. Like, right. Um, and, I, I still sometimes like if my foot go a little bit off the edge, uh-huh. I'm like, hold up. Yep. I got to pull it back because I don't want nothing grabbing my foot. <laughs> yep. yep. And that, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And it, it just, you know, and then, you know, obviously that, that franchise took off. Yeah, it's got it did. a ton of movies. They built a whole story mm-hmm. with it. Um, but it really like, like defined that era mm-hmm. and that like, you know, it really like captured that moment in time. Like I, I still remember seeing it for the first time. I still remember seeing the ads for it where they actually... You know, uh, I don't know if anyone did it before, but I know for Paranormal Activity, I feel like it was the first time I was seeing it again, where they were showing audience reactions oh, in yeah. the trailer for right. the movie. And I was like, dang, like, you know, they were really selling the fact, like, this is one of the scariest movies you'll ever see. People were yeah. terrified yeah. Of, of this film. Um, so, yeah, Paranormal Activity is a, is a big favorite of mine. I really feel like it really shows, like, the potential like, in horror and what, what you can do with it, even in the most simplistic form. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a very raw movie that went off to really make a huge impact. Yeah. Um, uh, but Tyrone, what's your thoughts on uh, the first Paranormal Activity? You know what? It Paranormal Activity, it, it was one of those ones that had to grow on me. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, because, you know, people were hyping it up, like, especially, like, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these, like, uh, found footage films, you know, especially when they come out of nowhere, people like oh it's the it's the scariest yeah. movie you'll ever see you know <laughs> all this stuff and i'm and i'm getting ready to get scared and i'm just like oh this is this was this was cool but over time i've learned to appreciate the first one and the rest of them you know for yeah. what they yeah. are and especially was it the marked ones like i really that's the best one that's the best one the marked ones is incredible yeah and uh, I and I may be in the minority, but I really enjoyed the uh, the latest one, the um, the uh, one on Paramount. Paramount. I think Plus. it's called ne- Next of Kin. Or yeah, Next like of that. Kin. Yeah, really okay. enjoyed that one. It it found I found it to be like a a better version of like I don't know. It just gave me like midsummer type vibes or whatever. So oh right, yeah, because there's out there, yeah, yeah. It's this, but I but I enjoyed it a little bit more than uh, than Midsummer. I haven't even seen that's that. A, that. That's kind of like a hot take right there. I don't think I ever heard heard somebody <laughs> say that before. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, more than Miss Samar. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Did you like that movie? I thought Miss Samar was pretty good. 
I don't know if I I don't know if I put next to Ken above it though. No, I, 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 I know, I know I'm that. like I'm like the only guy. <laughs> Ken, I'm the only guy saying this, but yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, well, what's your thoughts, Bay, on? Uh, oh, okay, never. Oh, yeah, that was a scary movie. Um, I'm like you when I first saw. Well, I don't know if you felt like this, but other people, I it seemed real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like. I kind of think about um, Host, like the simple, right? The, how something really simple can be really scary. Yes. Um, yep. I really like Host. We should, I should have put that on the list, but <laughs> that was a really good movie. Really good. I forgot about yes. that till just yeah. now. <laughs> really good. Um, but yeah, so like the simplicity of it, just being like a genuine scary movie, like it don't affect. It affected me like, yeah. greatly. Like in my personal life, like I was scared about. It was like this could really happen. This could really like. happen, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I had mentioned, you know, in in that when I brought up paranormal activity, I've mentioned, you know, one of the the goats of the found footage in the '90s film, The Blair Witch Project, and so, you know, that that was like, you know, when that came out, that was a really big. Like when we're talking about, oh, is this real or not? And so I wanted to get into a discussion about, you know, it being one of the most notable indie releases. Like, I think even people who, you know, weren't even, you know, around, born around that time still know about yeah. the Blair Witch Project. And so I want to talk a little bit about like the movie itself and then kind of the marketing around it, because, you know, that was like the early Internet age. When that film came <laughs> out. Yeah. And they were marketing, marketing it as if it was real. And uh because I don't know, if, I don't know if y'all can remember, like it, you know, they actually made it seem like these people were missing. Yeah, they had the missing posters. Yeah, they had the website, you know, all that stuff. Like it was crazy. Yeah, and it was like, dang, like this don't really happen. And even <laughs> the way it was filmed was like, you know, it was like real. Uh, but I'll start with you, Tyrone. Kind of like, what's your thoughts on uh, the movie itself? And then, like, did you have any personal experience uh, with the marketing? What are your thoughts on the marketing? I mean, I thought the movie was pretty good especially like when it first came out like you know i was a child like Mm -hmm. you know the rest of us and just you know waiting to see a scary movie and i saw it at the drive-in and just that whole experience of uh of these people walking through the woods and just the camera the found footage aspect of it and like like you said you know the marketing i totally believed it i totally totally, like you could not tell me that that was not real I mean, no, I totally. And then, you know, you would have your naysayers in school and they'd be like, oh, it's just, you know, people walking around in the dark with cameras and, you know, some someone standing there and right in the yep. corner. And, it's, and I'm just like, no, that witch, the witch is out there. She's out right. there, yep. you know, and I think that's uh, what probably killed the, this. Uh, what was it? This the sequel. Did, did they come up with a sequel or am I? They, I'm not mixing they, up. I feel like they did. Was that talking about the one that came out like, like recent? The Book of that, Souls was it? The Book of Souls, or the familiar? Blair Witch? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll. Uh, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, I think it. But it was, you know, I just, I just felt like they could have, uh, they could have kept that feel, you know, because for all intents and purposes, we could still have people walking around in the woods, you know, yeah, encountering. You know the the Blair Witch. Yeah, so, that's true. For real, it was, it was a cultural. <laughs> it was a cultural phenomenon. 
You it know, really it was. was. It was definitely like uh, lightning in the bottle. Probably, like, is it the most successful like found footage film? You know, uh, I feel like it is. I watched a documentary on found footage not too long ago, and I feel like that's what they said. It's got to be between that or paranormal activity. I think it was Blair Witch. One of those yeah. two. Yeah. Yes, definitely um, one of those two. I know paranormal activity made a lot of money, especially they did. stupid money. They did. Yeah, I looked. I looked up that sequel. It was called uh, Book of Shadows." Yeah, okay. Book of Shadows. Yep, came out in uh, two thousand. Yeah, I've never seen this before. Me neither. Yeah. I they never were, watched that. They were pumping out them sequels, "The Book of Shadows." Then what was it? Carrie, "The Rage." You know, it mm-hmm. was a lot of those yeah. like emo nineties, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sequels. You know, black black hair rinse. You know, right? Uh, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> With the pentagrams <laughs> and all that, like it was, yeah, it was definitely a time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Now, babe, what what's your thoughts on uh, Lip Blair Witch? And you want to talk about your personal experiences with the market? Well, I'll say back then it was super scary. I haven't watched it as an adult. I don't think. I'm trying to think. I might have, but I don't think I have. But anyways, I remember watching it when I was younger, and that that movie scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And like you, Tyrone, nobody could tell me that it wasn't real. Like. I just knew these white folks was missing in the woods somewhere and they had never <laughs> found them. I mean, like the, it seems so authentic. Like I've seen good acting, but the way that these people was acting in these woods, like it was good. It was super good. It was believable. It was so believable. Yep. And I know that, you know, main scene that everyone talks about when her nose is running, like <laughs> how do you fake your nose running? Like, <laughs> that was so, Authentic. Yeah. I mean, I haven't yet to experience that experience again, where you feel like this is actual footage that you saw, you know, that someone recorded and lost in the woods. But um, even like the story, like the them interviewing the people, the townspeople, like all that stuff seems so real. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, it it definitely affected me. And it, um, I think I watched it multiple times, too. Like it was good to me. Right. Once I knew that it wasn't real. (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah, like I was at school too talking about it. We was pulling up the website in the computer back in back then we had a computer lab, Mm -hmm. you know. That's where the computers were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you had your own personal laptop. You didn't have no personal laptop. You know, so Mm. we we would have to pull up stuff in the computer labs. And sneak and do it because really you had to do work on like floppy disks and stuff like that. It was yep. only certain things you were supposed to do. So, and we didn't have no bars on the internet back then. So, you know, we have an older daughter. And so she's always complaining about how in school you can't go to YouTube and stuff like that. But back then we didn't oh, have no, no blocks. Oh, we didn't have no blocks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You could just go oh, to whatever. Yep. <laughs> so we was pulling up the website <laughs> trying to prove to our friends that this was legitimate. Like these people yeah. were actually missing. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it was super well done marketing so yeah. I mean I don't know what their intentions were coming out the gate but they su- succeeded very well yeah. in getting people to come to the theater to watch that movie yeah and I feel like that's another big thing with indie horror especially with this film is like the word of mouth like people talking about right. it is really what's getting people to go watch it you know what I'm saying you got, you got people in the camp that's like oh it's real like, it's like mm-hmm. a documentary you gotta go see this yeah. you got people in other camp who are just gonna go see it just to disprove right. that it's not real and whatnot. Um, yeah but yeah, that's the that's the genius of the marketing to get people talking. That word of mouth is something else. Yes. Like I look at um, I don't know if you noticed this on TikTok. This was a while ago, maybe a couple months ago, where someone made up a movie 
And then people were like trying to find this movie. She was like saying, oh, this movie is like the most crazy movie ever. And it's so hard to find. And then everybody started trying to find it. Like, but it doesn't exist. She made it up. And then Mm -hmm. other people started making TikToks doing the same thing, right? To try to get people to go look for it. But the movie doesn't exist, right? They made it up. Wow. But it's just the the thing of telling someone this is the most extreme. This is right. the most scary. Like everybody wants to take part in that. Like, yep. well, I've got to see this if it's the scariest. Like, you know, that's just crazy how things spread like that. But right. I thought that was super funny. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a very good point. That's like like we just said, that word of mouth, man. That, that's, yeah. that's the name of the game. For sure. Now, one, one thing I did want to mention with the Blair Witch Project. Let me know what y'all think about this. I feel like the Blair Witch Project was also a good example of the things you can't see being scarier oh, yeah. than what you can see. And Skin Marine is another example of that, where you can't yes. see yeah. what's Did, going on. I think on. you had a conversation, of, or at, like sometimes Tyrone asks questions. Did you ask this question before? I feel like you did. Well, yeah. Like, like seeing like the monster or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I had asked a Black Horse survivor. I was talking to him, but it's the, the importance of like sometimes not seeing the monster, mm-hmm. you know, right. all the time. Because, you know, it's it's cool sometimes, like we're watching Cloverfield, we see big monster walking through, you know, the city or Godzilla or whatever. But sometimes it's that, like, what's in your head? Like, what can you mm-hmm. conjure up in your head? Especially, like, in tense moments, you know, which I feel like yep. what is what makes, like, a movie like Skinnamarink effective for those who it's effective yeah. for, you know, is because we're seeing we're seeing all these sorts of things in our mind and we're like, okay, the music's playing, this light's flickering mm-hmm. over here, this thing's moving over here. Like what, right. what's going to go on in my, what's, what's happening in my brain, you know? And sometimes like I, if we do see the monster, you know, it ends up looking like, uh, uh, what was, what was that movie? Um, ah, the, uh, the one where the, um, mama, mama, you know, oh, I, oh, yeah, 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 no, which, which I, it was a cool movie, you know, but um, <laughs> I saw the monster and I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. It, takes it. It, it takes it down a notch. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Oh, another movie kind of like that is that one, like. Which one? Darkness something. What, Darkness Fall? I didn't like the way that was. Because you couldn't see anything for a long time. And then when you finally see it, I feel like it was like. You talking about Darkness Fall? I think so. Because I mean, you always you you always seen her. Or, Maybe it's I mean, not that you, one. I think you might be talking, it was a different talking one. about some some else then. What is it then? He says a movie that I like. Yeah, I can't remember. No, because Darkness Falls is the Tooth Fairy. Yes, yeah, okay. Fairy no, one. it's not that one. Yeah. It's another one. Never mind. I don't remember what it one it is. Oh, now. okay. I'll have to remember. I'll think about it. But anyways, I agree with you. Yeah. 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 When you when you know when you can't see what it is, your mind fills in that blank where it's like. Oh, it's imagine the most horrific yeah. thing ever. You know, I can't even fathom like how terrifying whatever right. it is in that in that dark space might be. That's our, that's another big thing with skin marine. Man. It just shows that black hallway. You expect and that voice that, is coming on. Yeah. You're just like, man, I don't, I don't know what's beyond that shadow. It's some it's the scariest shit that like I I can, you know, ever imagine. You know right. what I'm saying? Um but yeah, so that's that's the Blair Witch, y'all. Um uh, well, I mean, shoot, man, we, we, we've been talking about any horror for a little bit. I think we can go ahead and like wrap it up, kind of give like our final thoughts about uh, indie horror. So I'll pass it over to you, Tyrone. Like, 
any final thoughts you want to give the listeners about indie horror? Any suggestions on indie horrors they should go watch? And then anything you else know, you want to add? You know what? I'm going to say release your prejudices, you know, because I feel like a lot of folks, including myself at one point, you know, had a lot of prejudices uh, concerning like indie horror, especially indie horror overseas. You know, um, mm. there's a lot of oh, stuff right, that yeah. you're mm-hmm. shutting yourself out of, you know, so I feel like, uh, you know, some recommendations. I recommend It Follows. If you have not seen It Follows, Good definitely one. check that one out. That's a great one. They got one. a sequel coming out, too. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I, I think it's it. called They Follow. Something yeah, like they, that. If they Follow. Yeah, yeah no, for yeah, real. Yeah, 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 I think it's what it's called. Yeah. And then uh, the, the VHS franchise, you know, which which yep. uh, took me by surprise. And I, I just absolutely fell in love with. Um, also, uh, what is it? The Creep. Uh, it's called Creep. Creeped oh yeah, on Netflix. We yeah, talked about yeah. that one earlier. That one is well, those two are just like very unsettling, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's just you know it's just it's just fun, and it's you know you can see it's it's cheaply made. They didn't spend a lot of money on it, but it was very yeah. very very effective to the point where you know it stays with you, you know for for days and days. So I would say you know just when you see your little indie. You know, horror movie yeah. make its way into the theaters, you know, give it give it a shot. Give it your coin, you know, because sometimes you're going to be surprised and you're going to be like, oh, I love this. Like, I think the, the most recent one for me that I saw, like, uh, well, recently was, uh, well, that wasn't like when Evil Lurks was uh, Creep. I mean, no, not mm-hmm. Creep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not Creep. Um, uh, Cobweb. Cobweb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Cobweb, yeah. yeah. Which... I really, really enjoyed, it. and that was a nice one, you know, that entered in before the uh, before the spooky, you know, season to digest that up. So you know, just don't yeah don't let a, a different camera, you know, uh, deter you, mm-hmm. or don't let different sound or you know, oh, the lighting isn't like the lighting in uh, this James Wan film, or you know, the lighting isn't like the lighting in this Stephen King film. Right. Yeah. Sometimes these indie movies are way better and more effective than you know the bigger budgets, you know, because they're working with raw passion. And exactly, a lot of times it's because of that passion that they put in. It spins something more beautiful off. Like we wouldn't get the whole Evil Dead universe without them putting that indie yeah. blood into the into the yep. uh, the universe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, any final thoughts for you, Bay, about uh, or su- and suggestions as well? Well, I will just say my final thoughts are to support indie horror. I- I've already said earlier, like I have, I have that heart for small, smaller yeah. teams. Like I want to see people, creators, more specifically. I like to see creators succeed, and especially within the horror genre because it's a lot to us. Um, but it's also like a way to express yourself, you know, push those boundaries. And I feel like, you know, mainstream horror is super like boxed in, super cookie cutter. Like mm-hmm. you kind of know what to expect when you go to the theater most of the time when you watch a horror, a horror movie. Um, but in order for the genre to actually evolve and grow, it's going to take more indie horror creators and then people to go support those. Horror. Um, so yeah, those that's my final thoughts. 
And if you're interested in some suggestions, I'm going to say go to check out our blog post that will be up with this podcast. And I'll have some suggestions there for you. There you go. Yes. I'll have some special um, Evil Tyrone suggestions and some special uh, AJ suggestions and my own. And I'll have them out there for you guys. So definitely go check that out when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, and I, I pretty much you know second everything that y'all both said. Like you know, indie horror is important. That's where a lot of the creative ideas come from, the creative concepts. You know, that's where you're getting a lot of the special things that will end up, you know, shifting into the bigger budget movies. You know, things start in the indie horror, then they then they progress. You know, these other these other franchises, these mm-hmm. big budget movies, and so on. And that's that's where a lot of people get their start. They start doing, you know, the weird, the quirky, the crazy concepts. Um, because you know we we have mentioned uh, uh, Midsommar and you know and then you got things like Hereditary. I think it's all Ari Aster mm-hmm. and Ari Aster did that insane, you know, uh, art art school film. Uh, what's the what oh, one called? Something about the Johnson. Yes, yeah. That shit is <laughs> like that Dude. is on like a whole different level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of the most crazy. And it's no there's no blood or gore or nothing. Yeah, but it's still a horror, it's, a short it's horror very film, very horrifying, and it is crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as far as like suggestions, uh, some things that I can think about that I watched within the last year, uh, there's a film on I think it's on Amazon called Glorious. Um, it all takes place pretty much in like a bathroom, hmm. and it's uh the main star oh, is uh, I saw that. yeah, it's with the uh, Ryan Quantin uh, or something like I forgot his name, something like Ryan something. Uh, J.K. Simmons voices this being that's in the star, and he he's talking to oh, Ryan's character. Okay, yeah, and like yeah, the yeah. story, he says he's a cosmic being, and the story kind of evolves from there. Cause you're trying to figure out, okay, like is this real? Like what's yeah. going on? And it's super, like it's wild. So check that one out. And then, uh, you know, Blumhouse does a lot of these like small movies mm-hmm. on MGM Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched one recently. What was that one called? Where, uh. You know, she lost her glasses and she had to talk to that gas station oh, clerk through the what phone. what is the name of that movie? Was it like Unseen? Unseen. Or, is it Unseen? Yes. That oh, was a good one. Have you heard of that, Tyrone? Unseen? Ooh, no. Listen, as soon as you said she lost her glasses and had to talk to that <laughs> clerk, oh, you already knew. Phone, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm, I'm going to add it to my <laughs> it's list. It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch that one. That, I'm not even going, don't mention it. Don't yeah. say nothing about it. Just go watch it. Don't even read the description. Just click on it. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's over on, I think it's on MGM Plus. And they, they, because they do it, like, they have like a bunch of like Blumhouse originals. Yeah. I forgot what they, they call them some specific. It's a part of a collection. It's like a collection of like indie Blumhouse movies from small creators. Mm -hmm. They have a, like, we just watched another one recently called, uh, what's that one called? Kids. There's something about the children. Oh. I think that's in that same category. Something wrong with the children. That was another cool one. But that unseen one is really good, y'all. Check that one out. Um, but then for our listeners, like, let us know, like, uh, you know, in the comments or on any of our social media, what are some of your favorite indie horror films? What do you suggest? Let us know. Cause we'd all love to see, you know, something we maybe haven't, it's not on our radar, mm-hmm. not on our list. We'd love to hear about it and then go watch it. Uh, now before we close out, Tyrone, I, I want to pass it over to you to, uh, you know, let us know and our listeners know, like, are you working on anything special that's coming up? Are you writing anything? And then let, uh, let the listeners know where they can find you. You know, uh, well, thank for one, thank you all for, you know, inviting me on the show. It's It's been an honor, you know, to get to chop it up with you both. Um, I'm huge fans of you both. And, you know, I respect everything that you do. And it's and it's just awesome to see some some black love representation <laughs> in the horror genre. It's, it's a beautiful thing. 
Um, but yeah, I, well, you can check me out, you know, at the Evil Tyrone on, you know, YouTube, uh, doing the discussions, you know, doing more discussions and also, you know, doing more interviews and, you know, I'm quietly, you know, working on, uh, other, other things as far as like, uh, you know, writing, uh, you know, some, some other things as well. Like I, me too, even though, like you say, indie, we want to see more indie, you know, horror directors and stuff like that. So like one of my goals is to, you know, get, get a film out there, and uh, you know, just to, just to see, see how, see how, see how the people receive it, you know, and, and just how it, how it, uh, how it marinates, you know, but Definitely. um, yeah, it's, uh, just, I guess just, uh, me working more with the horror community and, uh, just spotlighting, you know, more people of, uh, people of color and, you know, just, just having fun, just, you know, just making a, making a bigger and safer space for horror, you mm-hmm. know, which is, uh, you know, that's why we're all here at the end of the day. Right. Yep. Love it. Definitely. Thank Wait. you so much. Yeah, Tom. definitely. Thank you so much for joining us on this discussion, man. It's been dope. It's been a pleasure to sit here and talk with you about, you know, all things indie horror. Make sure y'all go check out uh, Evil Tyrone. He, you know, told you where to find him. Go, go check him out. Go follow. Go subscribe. Again, it's been dope, man. We appreciate you coming on. And to our listeners, make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to Tyrone. And it's been it's been dope, man. Hopefully, our listeners and, and our and our viewers enjoyed everything about this discussion. I will definitely have to do it again sometime for sure, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, y'all. It's been In Love With Horror, and we'll see y'all in the next video. Peace.